Welcome to the Rainbows and Rain podcast, the podcast where you'll hear stories from visits, reflection, and coaching strategies for early interventionists. My name is Erica, and I'm an early childhood special education teacher in Minnesota. I created Rainbows and Rain as a way to connect with other providers in the field, trying to grow their own skills and their own early intervention practices through the rain, the storms, and the rainbows we experience daily. Listen as I try to put best practice and research to work in real life and on real visits. Welcome to episode 16 of the Rainbows and Rain podcast, or I like to call it R&R. We all need a little R&R in our life, so I hope this podcast helps you feel connected when you are out in the field and on the road and going in between visits. I hope this podcast helps you connect and reflect on your own interactions with families as I try and improve on my practices daily with families. I've podcasted about this family before that I'm working with, so you might hear some familiarity in the uh, story set up here, but she's a busy mom and she has four kids. She just had a new baby. Um, I service the twins, which happened to land in the middle of the four, um, who are now about 17 months old. Uh, So with new baby coming into the picture a couple months ago, it really kind of changed her routines and her day-to-day life. So her, our visits have really kind of ebbed and flowed with um, the needs in the home and in the family. So where, instead of necessarily the needs with the twins. So I always like to keep in mind um, when I talk to other professionals in the field and other teammates, we service the family, not just the students that qualified. So I think that's really important to differentiate between in part C, in early intervention, we are working off of an individual family service plan. So we put the F in family, in IFSP. And I really like to keep that in mind because when this mom had a new baby, it really changed the structure of the home and the needs and priorities for herself had changed, which in turn kind of trickles down to the rest of the family. I like to think about that too, like with um, a child with significant needs or um, medical needs or nursing needs or equipment needs, that disability truly affects the entire family. So so similar in that in that way. So through this story, I really want to communicate the fact that our visits have somewhat fluctuated with the needs and priorities of the mom from we were monthly to every other week. And then after new baby came, it was every week we need to try and implement new strategies and new routines with her twins, but also how she is managing all four children in the home. So after baby was born at the very beginning of January, we were going weekly. And last Friday, which was March 25th, we had our first visit right after spring break. 
And for us, spring break was two weeks long. And it was a really nice visit when I arrived. Uh, newborn was sleeping in, in the middle of the room in a pack and play while the other three children were awake and playing. And there was just a more, it was the second visit where things were steadily seeming more calmer. Mom was seeing much more relaxed. And on Friday, after spring break, our first visit, I asked her how things were going. And she said, pretty good. And it was just like a flip of the switch. And what made me think to myself was pretty good. Well, what's happened? What's changed? Why are things going pretty good? So instead of just kind of skimming past that part, because she wasn't going into too much detail, she just was kind of like, yeah, things are going pretty good. They're all right. I feel good about things. You know, um, new baby is sleeping through the night. Um, you know, and she kind of just pointed out some, some good things that were happening. And then I just kind of kept taking it a step further and really probing to get her to kind of reflect and be more aware of what was going on or, you know, what had changed in the home. So I just simply asked, like, what has changed? What has created this shift in you or the shift in your home or the shift with the twins where you feel like everything's going really well now? And she kind of brought up some points um, with the twins, she, one of them is very fussy and very needy. And so we've been working on coping strategies, self-regulation strategies. Um, from my perspective, um, as a teacher and an early intervention, early interventionist, what I saw in the dynamic in the home and with one of the twins was she, she was a, she was um a toddler just that just needed more. We all know those kids. They need a little bit extra attention. They need a little bit extra. And mom being in the midst of this kind of storm was kind of um brushing it off a little bit. And you know, kind of coming at me with there's got to be something wrong with her. There's got to be something wrong with her. There's got to be something we're missing. And visit after visit, it was kind of like that. I mean, almost to the extreme where at one point mom asked me, do you think she has Down syndrome? And again, this child is 17 months old. She very obviously does not have Down syndrome. Um, But that's kind of where this mom's head was at. Like just, there's got to be something wrong with her. There's got to be something wrong with her. And I kept, you know, no matter what I kind of pointed out in my observations with things, it it honestly kind of didn't matter to her. Um, We talked about um, what kind of things helped her daughter cope or soothe. And she's a very social toddler and really kind of craves that physical touch or, you know, she likes to be held. So that's kind of her thing. Um, so, you know, it was interesting to me from for her to go from that extreme, there's something wrong with her. Does she have Down syndrome to things are going pretty good. And again, what's changed? And she finally said, 
I've just kind of accepted her for who she is and that she's just a little bit more needier. And inside I was finally like, thank you. (laughs) Because I think that's true. We kind of identified some times in the day that her daughter was a little bit more needier, that did need a little bit more affection, um, more attention. It was definitely after those wake up times, like nap time and morning time. Um, cause she is able to self soothe to go to sleep and, and other things like that. Um, but she, she was just a needier kid and that was really her temperament anyways. So that was just a really hard thing for mom to accept. And she said that to me on Friday, she said, Um, I've just kind of accepted her for who she is and I've been acknowledging her feelings more. And I was just like, tell me more about that. And she's like, well, I'm not brushing her off anymore. Like when she's crying, I don't think she's crying for no reason. I've just kind of been trying to console her in the moment so she can kind of get over it. And she gets over it a lot faster instead of me kind of brushing it off. Like, oh, you're fine. You're fine. Um, This is a mom who described her child once as crying on and off for five hours where it was just kind of driving everybody nuts, crying for no reason, just crying on ends. And I really feel like, um, again, it was just my own opinion, my own professional opinion, observing what was going on in the home that she just needed a little extra and this mom was being pulled in four different directions and it was really hard for her. So it was really good to kind of reflect and kind of use some of those awareness questions when working with her, like tell me more about that. Can you tell me what's, um, you know, what's changed or why are things going so well or what have you done differently Or are the kids doing something new now where they, you know, maybe they were going through a burst in development. So, or are you just kind of finding your new, finding, finding your feet in this new routine with, with four kids now? So it was a really, it was really powerful. It's easy to kind of skip over those short answers like, oh, everything's good or, oh, everything's fine and kind of disregard them like, okay, everything's fine, moving on. But I think it's really important that we pause during those moments and really pick out and tease out what is going right, what has changed to make everything go fine and, you know, how can you use it moving forward? And as many strategies and tools and activities and sensory things that we tried with her and her daughter, I think mom just kind of needed to see that through this process, through trying all these different things, you know, the one thing we haven't tried is kind of mirroring mirroring her emotions in the moment and not acknowledging to her daughter, I know you're sad and it's okay and mama's here and and picking her up and holding her for those, you know, few minutes maybe instead of letting it draw out for so long. So that that was really important. It was kind of an aha thing for her, which I was really proud um, to finally see. It was like, Finally, that rainbow after stormy, stormy, stormy visits, um, finally kind of seeing that sunshine peek through. 
a couple things that happened in that visit too. She, she brought up as twins. If you don't have twins, um, I have twins myself. They tend to trade like one will become like the one with the problem while the other one is the easy one and they will indefinitely trade and go back and forth. So she had a new concern. She had a new um, problem she was facing on Friday and that was the other twin, her son, was now biting, you know, the daughter, the other twin. So she's like, he, I was changing her the other day. She has all these bite marks and she's just getting totally bit up and um, I don't know what to do about that. And I was, tell me more about that. Like, what what are you doing right now to kind of deter the the, uh, the biting? Well, I just tell him no or to stop it. So then it was, well, we need to, you know, is he teething? Is he kind of seeking some sensory input? We had to go through this process all over again with her. So she couldn't quite transfer the skills um, that we had worked on previously with her daughter to with her son. So uh, he's 17 months old. He's not going to stop at toddler's bite. So we need to give him something appropriate to bite. Maybe he's, like we said, maybe he's teething. Maybe it's a sensory thing. Um, his, his twin sister is chunky and squishy and sometimes kids just want to sink their teeth into that kind of thing. So in the moment, he kind of leaned into her and I said, oh, he's going to bite. And I said, what can we do in the moment? What can we give him? Um, and immediately she found this soft, squishy, like dinosaur toy um, or teether and, you know, very, very much the texture he was seeking. So that was awesome that she found that and she handed it to him and I modeled for her what she could do with her son. And I said, we want to model like chomp, chomp, bite, bite, dinosaur. You know, if you need to bite, you bite your dinosaur. Um, and he just went to town on that dinosaur. And it was what, what was really funny is something in this mom clicked. And as we were talking about giving him things to bite and kind of chew on. And this mom had worked um, at sort of a prestigious um, like doggy daycare pet retreat place, kennel sort of. Um, and so she had a lot of experience with puppies. And she said, that's how it is with puppies too. And I said, absolutely. It is just like, and I, I have a 13 month old golden retriever. And I said, absolutely. Um, Ozzy, my golden retriever, he stopped chewing on our shoes and toys and other things when we started finding the right toys for him to chew on and the right treats. He goes through those, you know, those expensive bull sticks like you wouldn't believe because they work and they feed that sensory need for that puppy. So it was really fun to see like her previous experience and her own experience as a person and how she could relate it to this this new thing she was learning. So that was, that was really cool. And let's be honest, toddlers are kind of a lot like puppies. We got to train them, right? So as I reflect on this visit, and I think about this podcast theme, this episode theme, I think I'm going to call it what's changed. Because if something's going good, we all want to know what's changed to make it so good. And how can we 
build on that. Um, for example, what had changed with her daughter was kind of just accepting the fact that this is who she is. She kind of needs to address her needs in the moment and empathize with her in the moment, mirror those emotions and, and give her that, um, that physical touch that she's seeking and affirmation she's seeking. And then her daughter can move on. And it's not going to be like five hours of fussiness as you try and convince this toddler that she's okay. Um, Because no matter what, she feels not okay. Just like with her son now, the the twin, it's like he's biting. And as much as you don't want him to, he is going to. So what can we do for him so he still gets that input. So he has an opportunity. Like what what can we replace his sister with, basically? Because he's kind of targeting his sister, of course, as twins do, right? So think about that um, with your visits that are going really well or things that are going well in your work life. Um, what's changed to make them go so well? And how can we how can we um grow that change for the better so it can affect other um, areas of our practice and our life. Thank you again for listening. If you have any thoughts on this topic or feedback for the podcast, please email them to me at ericabow80 at gmail.com. That's E-R-I-K-A-B-O-8-0 at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast if you haven't done so already. This podcast is available on all streaming platforms, so please share it with colleagues out in the field. I love seeing where people are listening from. Um, We do have a listener base um, from most 50 states, and I'm I'm excited to share that people are listening uh, overseas a little bit too. So if you're listening overseas, please shoot me an email and please share with me your um, practice and what you're doing in the field of early intervention, working with children birth to age three um, who have disabilities. And thank you again for joining me on this episode of Rainbows and Rains.